Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to feeling at home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. This year, I spent almost exactly half of the month of December in Germany and then the other half in the US, and it inspired me to do this whole episode about comparing and contrasting Christmas traditions in Germany and in the US. I have the perfect guest for this episode, one of my favorite online friends, Christine. You may know her from Instagram at This German American Life, or you may know her from an episode we did a while back where we talked about culture shock in the US and Germany. Christine is from Germany and moved to Charleston, South Carolina, where, ironically enough, I used to live for about five years back in the day. So we have so much to talk about me moving to her home country, her moving to mine, and us both experiencing the whirlwind journey of adjusting to the different cultures. As you'll hear, we both found that there were plenty of differences to talk about and so many funny little traditions to discuss. So although Christmas is wrapping up as this episode airs, Here's one last Christmas goodie for you to enjoy. I do also want to say before we dive into the episode that this means Vegapadfo is officially a wrap. That is the first ever Germany expat podcasters donation face-off, or Vegapadfo for short. We spent the month of Germany competing against Sean from Expat Life Germany to see who could raise the most money for their charity of choice. His charity was Lebenshilfe and mine was Women's Worth Inc. And actually, I'll be honest, I'm recording this intro long before the day it's coming out. So I actually have no idea who wins. But what I do know is everyone wins. Yay, trophies for everyone. (laughs) What I mean with that is the point of Fegapadfo was never really to compete with each other or announce a winner The point was to do something good in this world, and Lebenshilfe and Women's Worth Inc. are two organizations that do so much good. So everyone's a winner because at the end of the day, regardless of how much each person got for their charity of choice, two amazing organizations now have a little bit more money to do their important work with. And that's thanks to you guys. Sean and I have talked a lot throughout the month about how crazy it is that these little projects that we started, these little podcasts have evolved into something where actual, real, concrete things can come out of it. It's really, truly incredible to see that a little bit of a community is formed around our podcasts, and that community is one that can and will bond together to help others. I really want to thank everyone who contributed to either or both of our charities of choice. Thank you guys so, so much. So with my body humming with Christmas spirit, here is our episode all about Christmas traditions. Enjoy. My name is Christine Walker. I'm from Germany and I live in Charleston, South Carolina. I left Germany to move to America 2016. And have you spent every Christmas since you moved there in Charleston? No, we spent Christmas in Kentucky, but this year we will go to Tampa. Oh, cool, okay. But I haven't been in Germany for Christmas, so it's kind of, (laughs) yeah. Oh, wow, okay, okay, interesting. Because it's very different, and I'm really excited to to get into how it is from your perspective. Because I'm coming up, this is my third Christmas season in Germany, and I really noticed 
how different I feel about Christmas this year versus the last couple of years. And I think part of that is because I stayed in Germany for Christmas last year. So I was here for the whole, you know, the whole season, the whole holiday. Okay, I first off want to know, like, what are your general feelings about Christmas? Like, were you always someone who loved Christmas and was so excited for it? Were you more lukewarm? <clears throat> no, I'm more neutral. So I, I kind of enjoyed it Christmas time before. Uh, as you see in Germany, we have Christmas markets where you have Glühwein and the, the, the city has nice lights. So I really like the, the cozy feeling in that time, but I'm not crazy about it. So <laughs> just more in the me- happy medium. Did that change for you at all since moving to the US? No. So at the beginning, actually, I was overwhelmed how um, Christmas is celebrated here and the time before with the, you know, it's, it feels a little more aggressive and commercialized <laughs> yep. um, without <laughs> trying to sound negative about it. So I, uh, it was a little too extreme. So the first years, actually, I had nothing in my house decorated. You didn't know if it's Christmas or summer <laughs> in my house. And um, last weekend, I bought my first fake Christmas tree. <laughs> So I feel it could be that I get a little more excited about it the longer I live here. (laughs) Why did you go with a fake one and not a real one? I just didn't want to mess with all of the work. (laughs) I feel like this is such a sign of of you sinking slower and slower into your Americanness because this seems like such an American thing, the the plastic trees. (laughs) Right. And I'm for my personality, my husband always compares me to a cat. And, you know, cats are more slow and they kind of look around what's going on and then they adjust very slow so I'm more like a cat person (laughs) (laughs) well so for me I actually when I lived in Charleston I lived there for five years from when I was like 18 till what then like 23 I as a teenager I'd gotten really annoyed with Christmas just because of all of the the commercialization I've never really Mm -hmm. been someone who likes that aspect of things in in the US and so having it in your face all the time was just really obnoxious to me (laughs) and then when I went to Charleston I actually that's when I really started hating it because it was warm I mean it wasn't warm warm but it wasn't as cold as yeah it wasn't as cold as where I'm what I'm used to being the northeast and they put the Christmas lights on palm trees and this to me was just the most (laughs) offensive thing ever I couldn't get Uh over it (laughs) I felt the same um, for my first Christmas time. I spent here 2015 when I visited Josh. We had a long-distance relationship, and it was weird to see palm trees with Christmas lights. Yeah. I just couldn't process this in my head. That's exactly how I felt. And I started to come around to Christmas when I lived in Chicago. That's where I moved after Charleston. And something about being in a big city with all the lights and the energy felt more like being in a Christmas movie in some way. Right. And it was romantic <laughs> and exciting. But really, it's the last couple years of being in Germany where I am a total fan of, of Christmas now. I was so excited when I saw them starting to build up the Christmas markets. And oh, I've just been in such a good mood all season. I mean, it's only been a couple weeks as of the time we're recording this. But I think what I like about it is that here, it's really, you can definitely tell Germany is getting more commercialized, but it's still pretty laid back compared to what I'm used to. So you see that they have deals in the stores and they're really pushing their their items. But really the point of Christmas time is to go to the Christmas market, meet up with friends, have a glue vine and mm-hmm, that whole food. Yeah, it's just so relaxing. And, and it's just nice. cozy. Yeah, it's more about the candles. It's not aggressive lights. It's more cozy and to relax. Yes, exactly. And 
there's a fun aspect of it too, where every little town has their own Christmas market. So you can sort of hop around and, and explore different ones, or you can just right. keep going to the same one as ever. But it's it's always nice, even if it's the same. Like, they do also have stands that sell gifts. And I think that, yeah. that's less exciting over the years because you know exactly what to expect. It's the same stand every year. But even yeah, without it's nice that. to support locals. They create soaps or decorations or food. It's always nice to see them selling their own products. Yeah, absolutely. And when you really like a product, then you can really look forward to it every year and then stock up on it. You know, I just bought a bunch of soap from this one stand because I really like it and you can only get it <laughs> this one time. So even that aspect of buying things makes me excited and not how I feel when I'm in the U.S. and I go into a giant department store and feel overwhelmed and attacked. Right. <laughs> so, how was it for you when you had your first new vine? Oh, gosh, my first glue vine. <laughs> oh, that's such a good question. I'm trying to... Actually, you know what? I think my first one, I don't know if this counts, but my first one was in the Christmas market in Chicago because the German oh, immigrant really? community actually created a Christmas market downtown. And I went once and had one. Um, I don't know if that counts since that was technically in the States, but um, I I love glue vine. I mean, it's so... It's warm. It warms you from the inside out. It's got just the right amount of spices. And they have it in white and in rosé and in red. I mean, yes. And with a shot or, <laughs> or oh, rum. Oh, I like that question. Did you have those? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's called Lumumba and it's kind of chocolate, hot chocolate with rum and then whipped cream on top. Mm. That's really good too. It's so good. Well, and you can get amaretto shots in either hot chocolate or in glue vine. Both right. of that's a great idea. Just highly recommend. No wonder you like German Christmas. I mean, how could you not after after a shot? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I find it very hard to resist the charms of a glue vine. I must say, I'm actually headed to a glue vine once we're done recording. <laughs> I'm a little jealous right now. I really, really miss the, the whole experience because having a glue vine at 20 grad or you know at the beach it's not the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah so how is that like what are the things specifically that you miss about german christmas the, the advent side so the time the advent before christmas the sundays where you light the candle and you maybe meet friends for advent frühstück the breakfast so the whole countdown to christmas is a whole experience and that's what i miss did you have advent calendars growing up yes i did and what were, what we were in yours also in schools or Uh, mostly chocolate, but we had one with, uh, my favorite one was with Kinderüberraschung, like the, the Überraschungsei with the toy inside and the chocolate outside, they're illegal in America. Yeah. <laughs> I like them the most because we get a different toy every day and chocolate. That's a bonus, two for one. <laughs> right. <laughs> do you miss the feeling of this slowed down coziness or do you like the energy that America brings? I, I miss the coziness, so I try to recreate this at home with the candles so i have four candles um it's not really i didn't put a lot of thought in it i just bought a nice plate and put four candles on it and light uh, a sunday a candle and josh came in and said what what's this about why do you only light one candle and then i had to i realized i never explained him what that means <laughs> <laughs> yeah and what's funny is here they always do it with real actual wreaths made of yes. real tree parts and those are very flammable and so <laughs> Things burst into flames not infrequently, and somehow everyone's just okay with that here. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody's really scared. They just know you have to watch it. 
Mm-hmm. You better don't fall asleep when the candle's burning on the wheel. <laughs> I have to say, regarding the, the coziness and the calm that German Christmas brings, I do really like it, especially like you were saying, the lead up to Christmas is so important here. You know, it's not about Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It's about the whole month. And I like that. But having stayed in Germany last year for Christmas, I did learn that it was too slow for me because my family okay. in the U.S. were about 40 people who get together every Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day, we go to the other side of my family where there's also like 20 some people. And so it was always busy and full. And to me, this chaos is what holidays are. You know, that's part of Christmas. Right. I think maybe we we have emotional connections to certain things, food, for example, traditions, and especially Christmas. I think that's one of the biggest uh, moments that shapes us as a person, especially in our childhood. So for you, you connect this feeling with Christmas, and I connect my feeling with Christmas because that's what I experienced. It shapes you from a young age, and it's hard to... It's like new programming. Now Christmas means something different. And I also have found, though now sort of straddling both cultures it's actually a really nice balance because for instance this year i'm spending the first half of december in germany and as said i'm loving every minute of the atmosphere and going to christmas markets with friends all this stuff but i also know i'm going to be in the states for the second half and so i'll have all of that excitement and that energy that i that i also enjoy and i found even I'm more on board for the consumerism now that I don't have to live in it 24-7, especially like moving abroad and I didn't have a lot of money. I loved the fact that my parents would shower me with things that I needed. I was like, this is great. (laughs) So do you find at all that you're able to kind of combine? I mean, it sounds like you are. You're finding your own way to combine both and make it right for you. Right, And the Christmas thing was one of the biggest challenges for me by moving here. Uh, I moved here in 2016 in November and then I had my first American Christmas in December and was kind of in your face. (laughs) But uh, okay, I'm new and now Christmas and so it was kind of like a shock very early on and now I feel more my identity is changing a little. You know, I don't really feel it sounds weird, but I don't really feel 100% German anymore, but I'm also not American 100%. So I feel kind of, in some directions, I'm just a happy medium. Oh, it sounds so wonderful. I mean, I think this is the goal, right? The whole time when you move abroad, you try to strike this balance between being who you were and being who you are now or who you might become. Yes. It, it is really tricky, and a lot of times it's really hard and, and upsetting, I find. <laughs> but when you can kind of find your way, it's really beautiful and even better than before. Some years, I think in the past, it has felt like I'm losing something. You know, I'm always missing one thing or the other. But slowly, I'm finding mm-hmm. the ways that work for me that it feels like I've gained something. And I think it opens your mind to think differently, or at least to listen to other people, how they are they thinking, how they think about what is Christmas for them, what traditions do they have and you don't touch them about this because it's just a different experience they had and now you come together (laughs) and also you don't expect that they know what it means like with my uh, adventskrans and josh doesn't know what it means i'm like "Ah, okay it also is something nice because it's a new opportunity to explain something hey it's exciting you learn something new about a different culture yeah totally i was with a friend last night who's from iran and she's also living in freiburg growing up in iran christmas isn't a thing and actually she made me aware of the fact that even the new year isn't a thing because their new year is in march it's when the season changes so spring is the beginning of their year 
And so for her, this is just a really funny time of year because for <laughs> so many people around her, it's so important and reflecting on the year behind you and looking at the year ahead. And she's like, why is the year even changing right now in the middle of winter? This makes no sense. Oh, I um, love this. I have a friend from India and I have a friend from South Korea and us three, we hang around most of the time. And the, every day we talk about something with culture because we all three are from different countries and we meet here in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, my, my friend who um, has background in South Korea, she told me too, Christmas is not a thing there. It's more something for couples. It's very romantic. Uh-huh. I, I think it was shaped based on Hollywood movies that are, of course, shipped around the whole world. Everybody's watching them and then it shapes cultures. And they are just copying that. It's nice. So, this for, of course, for the stores too, they want to ride the same commercial wave <laughs> as the rest of the world. <laughs> and I don't know if that was South Korea, but she told me that, I don't know which country, but some of them, they eat Kentucky Fried Chicken for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I have to Google which one. Because oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, but you also just made me think of another thing I wanted to ask you about. So a huge part of Christmas in America is the Christmas songs. There are radio stations that can play Christmas music for 24-7 mm-hmm. for three months straight. They have so much content. And there's also so many Christmas movies and everyone has their favorite that they have to rewatch every year. Right. So are these <laughs> songs and mu- movies things that you already knew from Germany or did you learn them when you came to America and what do you think about them? I just knew two songs basically you sing maybe in kindergarten like Jingle Bells but you don't really have a clue what it means. In the moment you learn the song you don't know what it really means (laughs) and movies Home Alone if you translate it literally Kevin Alone at Home it's also very funny. (laughs) That's for me a Christmas movie but there are a lot of movies that I don't know that Josh says The Grinch and whatever I don't know them all. So before we have kids, we need to educate me to this level that I know the movies. <laughs> yeah, this is a prerequisite to starting a family. <laughs> yeah, if my kids will look at me and say, I don't know, I don't know, either. ask you that. <laughs> I'm actually impressed that you've made it this long without having watched more of them. Because I know so many people who they say, you know, every Christmas season they have to watch Elf or they have to watch Charlie mm-hmm. Brown's Christmas. And so it's surprising to me that Josh hasn't actually like force fed you these things. <laughs> No, I'm really stubborn. He knows better <laughs> not to force me on anything. <laughs> and what about the music? Because I do know that you drive around a lot. Charleston is a town where you have to commute per car. So you have to know about the radio, the Christmas radio stations. Well, I do know about them, but I don't use them because I just listen to Spotify. Uh-huh. I really don't like American radio. It's too much talking <laughs> and commercial. And that gets stuck in my head. You know, the Sia in the Kia. I'm like, that's enough. That's already in my head. I don't want more. (laughs) (laughs) Very fair point. (laughs) But do you encounter it then? I mean, they play it in the grocery store. They play it in any store you go into. I mean, you can't escape it. And then that's fine. Because at home, I don't listen to them. In the car, I don't listen to them. So when I'm in the store, I'm okay with that. Because that's I'm not in the store often. So it's very limited. I have to listen to it. Sure. This is also something... very much like... Welcome to America. Every time I'm in a store <laughs> and then I hear the American music, yeah. I feel like in a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. I used to watch <laughs> Germany. That's something that changed for me last year because I, since I knew I was staying for the whole season in Germany, I really was aware of the things that I wouldn't encounter. And Christmas music was the last thing on my 
list of things that I didn't like about Christmas that I still felt like everything else had sort of warmed up to, but I still really hated Christmas music because it's just so redundant and it's so cheery (laughs) and in your face. But I found myself actually going out of my way to play Christmas songs often because I didn't want to be completely without them. It it didn't feel Mm -hmm. right to, to go a whole year and have the only Christmas song I heard be the German version of Silent Night. I was like, this is not okay. <laughs> or, or Tannenbaum, right? Yeah, exactly. Those are your two choices. <laughs> When you're gone so long, you don't really know what your Christmas feels like until you don't have it anymore. So then you will realize, ah, okay, this is something we do because, oh, you don't. It's just an expectation you have. And then you find out, okay, in this country it's different. And then you realize what you have learned in the past. What's weird for me as an American, and especially in Germany, where American culture is still very present, is... A lot of things from American culture find their way to Germany, but some of them yes, don't. Funny. So last year I wanted to get stockings for my boyfriend and his dad because we were spending Christmas together. And I decided that's what I wanted to do to bring a little bit of my American traditions in, but still be able to, you know, give them a couple of nice gifts. So I, I went to maybe five different stores looking for a stocking and I could not find any. And for <laughs> anyone who doesn't know, a stocking is, it's like a giant sock. They're usually maybe a... I don't know, like a wine bottle tall (laughs) and they're wide and you fill them with little gifts. And so in America, you hang them by the fireplace. And that's one of the things that Santa does is he fills them up with little gifts and toys. There's more gifts under the Christmas tree, but first stop is the fireplace for your little stockings. I mean, there's a whole genre of gifts in America that stocking stuffers because what you put in there is often little things like someone's favorite candy or a new thing of chapstick. So nothing fancy, but just nice little things. And this is what I wanted to do. And I could not find a stocking and it, you know, it doesn't work without the stocking. So eventually I had to just buy, I found Santa hats and I, I stuffed them with gifts. But this year, all of a sudden, multiple stores are selling stockings. So now that oh, is something from America that has wandered over to Germany. And I don't know why. And I don't know why only this year. Not maybe people year. have asked for it in stores. And yeah. then somebody realized that's maybe a need. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have a question about this. I've seen this in movies and in some pictures of people in their living room with the socks at the chimney. Is that being filled on Christmas or what's how is that working? So that actually varies family to family. So I know some families, they're allowed to open their stockings on Christmas Eve, but I think that's more rare. And then there's two versions that I know of, of what you can do on Christmas Day. First would be, this is how my family does it. We go to the stockings first and we open those before we do anything else. Mm-hmm. But other people, they put their stockings under the tree. And so then it's all at the same time. So there's a that lot of That sounds very similar to Nikolaus in Germany, the 6th of December. Oh, true. But we um, clean our shoes and let our shoes out. And then Nikolaus is filling them with chocolate and little gifts. That's true. Do you miss celebrating that? Because no one does that in America. I think as a child, it was more important than now. So I'm not really missing that. I think about it and in, in, uh, I work in a German company. Sometimes I think maybe that's something that could be transitioned to companies in America just for the employees. But in, in my private life, I don't, don't really miss it. We're recording this actually the day before St. Nicholas Day. Right. And I'm not going to be at work tomorrow. I took the day off. So a colleague stopped by with a little thing of candy that she said was for St. Nicholas Taug. Um, That's cute. Yeah, it was really cute. So this so is, is it the first day time you get something for Nicholas Taug or did you in the past? I think actually every year I've been here, a colleague has, has gotten something, which is cute because I, I, I don't do it at home. You know, it's not a part of my tradition. 
so I forget that it's a thing until they do something for me. <laughs> so it's interesting when we talk about Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. Christmas Day in America is the 25th, and in Germany, Christmas is on the 24th. So sometimes this can also be confusing. Yeah, and you guys also have the 26th as a official holiday. Yes, so Christmas in Germany, 24th, then the next day is the first Christmas holiday on the 25th, and then the second Christmas holiday on the 26th. Um, and they're both official holidays. Nobody has to work or usually not have to work. And what are we doing there? So 24th is normally you celebrate Christmas with your close family, and the next day you go to the in-laws from your mother's side or father's side, and it's 26th. So it's everybody <laughs> everybody's happy. <laughs> and you guys have a couple gifts, correct? What do you mean with couple gifts? <laughs> so just for, a few. <laughs> just a few compared to what I've seen in America where people have like piles ah, and piles. Yeah. I, yeah. In Germany, I've so really the, only encountered that people have just a few nice things. Yeah, so it's more quality instead of quantity. So And it's something personal. So you know that person really well and then you give them something tailored to their personality or hobby or you know that's what they need. And you open yeah, the, those the Christmas, on Christmas Eve? 24th, yeah. Mostly in the evening with after a nice dinner and some people go to church. And are there any other common traditions for the 25th and the 26th other than visiting family? Not in my experience. I think that can vary from where you live in Germany and from family to family. Did you uh, notice something? Um, I just noticed a lot of people have very strong opinions about what food you should eat and when. <laughs> <laughs> so in that sense, there were a lot of traditions, but that's, yeah, like you said, region to region, it's different. And even family to family. Some people eat Wiener, uh, the sausages, like Frankfurter, yeah. Wiener and fries. And some people have the fanciest meal. So it's really varies. <laughs> but I found the huge emphasis here was having a drink and having a big meal. And that was the activity. Yeah. Really good wine, like the best dishes and um, silverware. <laughs> yeah. What kind of traditions have you encountered with your in-laws' family? They play games. Oh, okay. They're really fun games. So where you have like oven mitts on and there's like a big gift wrapped <laughs> in the gift and so on. And it's really exciting. So it's it's more about yeah playing games that's such a fun one and of one. course lots of gifts <laughs> yeah and i liked it i don't know if they always did it or they just recently started it, but every year we play a different game and i really have been enjoying that it's really funny americans get really creative with all that because you know it's not enough for us to just present a gift to someone we have to turn it into a big production and so <laughs> there's all these different <laughs> versions of gift giving games or systems my family does this too every year there's a new version of a gift exchange what do you get in America if you, if you were a bad kid? Oh, you get coal. No, that's interesting because I didn't know. Really? <laughs> Josh, yeah, Josh was uh, fooling with somebody and he said, oh, I will get her a piece of coal. And I'm like, that, that for me is money. Coal, cola translates to money in Germany. Oh, true. So you would give, right? So I was like, huh? I don't get it. <laughs> and then he looked at me, oh, you're from Germany. I'm like, yeah, come on, explain me. What does it mean? <laughs> In Germany, is there anything, is there an equivalent? <laughs> so, I don't know how to say this in a nice way. So, the, the, the Route, the um, Weihnachtsmann, so we do, it's not really Santa Claus, but similar, he has a big <laughs> stick with him and he will hit the people who didn't um, behave. <laughs> so, it's very aggressive. <laughs> this is so charming. <laughs> so, in that case, I would prefer the lump of coal. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, this is another thing that I encountered in, in Germany is at least a couple people I know, they their parents would sort of reenact the Christmas man bringing the gifts on on Christmas. Ah, Eve. yes. You don't have that here? No, I don't think so. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, just... But yeah, they lower their voice and mostly it's maybe if older people, like somebody older or somebody who has a belly, so it fits <laughs> yeah. to the whole picture. Yeah, well, I mean, you'll have people dressed up as Santa throughout the season, but on Christmas Eve, you don't usually have that. So what you do instead is you leave out, you bake cookies and then you leave them out. And then when you come downstairs Christmas morning, the cookies have bites taken out of them. And you're like, oh my gosh, Santa was here. <laughs> do you know Elf on the Shelf? Is that something recently that came? Because right now that's what everybody's doing here in America. You get them a Target, those little elf things yeah no that was not around when i was a kid ah, i think okay. that was only a thing maybe the mid 2000s to 2010 it started becoming more of a tradition i really hate it because the idea is that there's this elf sitting around your house watching everything you do and if you do something bad then the elf goes and tells santa claus on you and then you <laughs> don't get gifts and it's, oh. yeah it's a little i find it a little too aggressive and a little bit too much of like a you're teaching your children that they're always being watched and that they should never yeah. feel safe you know? <laughs> and it wouldn't go over well in germany i think oh god no they would be like Datenschutz! Datenschutz! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i wanted to ask you do you know about the christmas pickle somebody asked me about it and i, I was like i have no idea what that is Christmas pickle and I wrote my, my first blog post about German Christmas compared to American Christmas and I was asking uh, my readers hey is this something because I have no idea I have never heard this and some people actually heard about it so it's again I think a regional thing but for me I was like Christmas pickle no no idea <laughs> it's a really weird example of how things change with immigration because Everyone I know in America who has German ancestry, they all do this Christmas pickle. And what that means is they have a pickle-shaped Christmas tree ornament. And on Christmas Eve, they put it on their tree somewhere hidden. And whoever finds the pickle first gets to open a special present. So there's like ah. a designated pickle gift, I guess. Interesting. I didn't when, know the rules about this pickle thing. I just knew there was one. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, though, because... Especially once I decided I was moving to Germany or after I moved, people will say, oh, how's Germany? And then they won't really know what else to ask because they probably don't have a ton of information to work off of. So they go back to what they know right, and they're asking. like, oh, well, my family is actually German and we do the we do the pickle. You know, they always say it like this, they're, like they're gonna, like they're in the know <laughs> and they're like excited that I'm going to be like, oh, man, you do the pickle. So cool and authentically German. Oh, and I no no one I've ever met in Germany knows about this or does this. And I actually started asking people often because I was fascinated. It's throughout all of America, yet nowhere in Germany. The secret <laughs> of the Christmas picker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so another thing that I have realized that I like about this time of year in the U.S. is the way that there's a holiday every month. All throughout October, you can celebrate Halloween and have Halloween decorations, but as soon as Halloween happens, it's they have to be taken away. And then you put up your mm -hmm. Thanksgiving decorations and they stay until Thanksgiving and then those go away. And then you start putting up your Christmas decorations. Christmas mode. Yeah, it's like a, a schedule. And I do enjoy that. So I really like fall time here. And I started to drink those pumpkin <laughs> coffee ah! and I'm starting to bake with it. So it's just, that's another example of slowly adjusting <laughs> to the culture. But 
And then Thanksgiving over, Christmas. So it's very strict, very transition, and okay, now it's Christmas time. How do you feel about the Christmas light displays that people put up in their homes, on their front yards and stuff? Oh, I enjoy watching it. <laughs> I feel like it reminds me on this Home Alone. Oh, yeah. I feel like constant in this movie when I when it's Christmas. We're driving around our neighborhood or different neighborhoods and just look at them around. And it's another I live in America moment. <laughs> right. Totally. Sometimes you just it's just everyday life. You go to work, you go home. It doesn't matter which country you live. And sometimes there was little moments where, oh, right, I'm living in America. And that's one of them. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that, that's such a good point. I feel that in a, in, in, a, in a sort of inverse way here, where the first year that I was here and I realized that no one's decorating their homes for Christmas on the outside, I was like, oh, I, I didn't, I'm, I'm not in America anymore. And that is just a thing there. Right. And then you realize, oh, it's a thing there. Before it was just normal to you. Exactly. And now you realize, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard about milk and cookies for Santa Claus? Oh, yeah, of course. Santa's hungry. Look, he's a big guy, and he needs to stay fed. <laughs> so he is dropping the gifts to the chimney, or he actually travels through the chimney? He travels through the chimney, yeah. Uh -huh. But then he gets fed, he gets stuck. Yeah, that's true. That's a that's a running gag, <laughs> that he's too fat and he's stuck. But he always gets out. He just like gives okay. him a little push with a little Christmas magic, <laughs> and then poof, there he goes. Back to his sled. <laughs> But this also reminded me that Santa goes up to his sleigh where all of the reindeer are, and some of the reindeer have German names. Yeah, and some names you <laughs> don't, don't translate well into German. <laughs> <laughs> like so what? which ones do you have in mind? <laughs> okay, so the ones that really struck me one day, <laughs> pun intended, I guess, um, was uh, Donna and Blitzen, uh, Donner and Blitzen, we call them. <laughs> is thunder and lightning in German. And I remember leaving oh. my German class one day and being like, oh my gosh. Oh, now it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that um, here everybody knows the names of, of the reindeers because for us, we just, or oh, I was just aware of Rudolf and the other ones, I didn't even realize they had all names. <laughs> so what are some of the other ones? That, they're the ones that you were talking about. <laughs> um. Maybe let's, let's keep it on that level. <laughs> you can maybe read it in, on your own and then you will know what I was talking about. Oh my about. gosh, I'm so intrigued now. This is exciting. Now I have homework. This is a podcast for every age, so yeah. let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, another cool thing about Christmas in the US is that because there's so many different cultures that come together, everyone does have pretty different traditions. So aside from the consumerism, the way too many presents, wasting a lot of energy, burning lights in front of your house... Aside from all of that stuff, <laughs> when you actually enter people's homes, you can learn so much about them and their family through what they do. And, you know, for me, for instance, my great grandparents moved over from Italy and we still make this one type of cookie called pizzelles based on their recipe. And that's always been really special that me and my mom usually do together. And I found that a lot of families have their own cute little thing, you know, like the German pickle thing. Well, and also there's there's more religious diversity i think in a lot of parts of the u.s than than in germany and so there's also not a given that everyone's celebrating christmas it's yeah it's not just one kind it's very diverse i do enjoy that yeah and yeah. you can learn about differences and you don't expect that they do the same thing you do <laughs> yeah exactly and i like that attitude that it you don't yes. go in with any assumptions whereas here i mean right, it's very open-minded Oh, this is such a fun chat, but I think we need to round the corner then and head to home with our ending segment, which is called Zack, Zack, Zack. 
It is a rapid fire question round where I'm going to ask you three questions that you're going to answer without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. You ready? Okay, let's do it. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, Home Alone. Not much to choose from, but I really loved it. <laughs> what is the very best Christmas baked good, in your humble opinion? Um, vanilla Kipsel. And what is one thing that you are hoping that Santa will bring you this year? Something I can use to bake stuff. <laughs> I don't care what it is. <laughs> this is a great transition because I want to have a quick second to talk about your amazing company that you're starting. You're bringing German baking to South Carolina. Yes, that's right. So I'm addicted to baking. I have to bake anyways. And at some point I realized I could also sell it because German bread, you don't really find it in Charleston. But uh, as I mentioned, I work with a lot of Germans in my company <laughs> and um, the word got around. So I'm just, it's a little side hustle. It's not nothing major, but I enjoy it a lot. I think it's the coolest thing. And you have <laughs> been posting about it on your Instagram and as well as I think your, your bread company has its own little Instagram, right? Yes, little bread factory. I'll link to both your accounts in the show notes, but I definitely highly Perfect. recommend it because it's, I mean, I'm, I can't eat your bread because I'm not in South Carolina, but it's so fun watching how the process is like you know I've never actually baked bread myself and it's so cool to see you do it and you have such a passion for it it's so infectious yes. it makes me want to try to bake <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day when you come back we will we will have some yeah baking lessons that would be amazing <laughs> cool well we'll link to that in the show notes and hey if anyone's listening in South Carolina they can uh, they know who to go to for some good bread I, I'm here for you if you like good bread <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and talking about all things Christmassy. Thank you for inviting me. It was a lot of fun. And Merry Christmas to you. Frohe Weihnachten. Merry Christmas. Thanks again to Christine for coming on the show and lending your stories to us. And I will link to both of her Instagram accounts in the show notes. I definitely think you should follow her bread one too. I, I don't think that I knew that I could love pictures of bread the way that I do now. Thanks to Christine. <laughs> You can also follow us on Instagram at the TheXFatCast, and we're also at Twitter at the TheXFatCast. Thank you, as always, also goes to Amy Lungi Art for the logo and to SideHug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side. I'll be back in your feeds in one week, and it'll be 2020 by then. What the actual heck? That's crazy. It's a new decade. Anyway, the change of the year makes me reflect about a lot of things, including my personal identity. So I am releasing part one of a two-part series on different expats' opinions about being American. So first up, part one, American shame. Until then, have a great week and a very, very, very happy New Year's to you all. Tschüss!